Belly up to the bar, barflies, and have a drink with me. My name is Kellen, and this is the Midwestern Barfly Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back. This is episode number 22. Two, three, 23. I don't know how to count, but 23 of the Midwestern Barfly podcast. I'm so glad to have you all back here. I'm going to let you know right now, this episode is going to be very football specific. Going to be heavy on the football topics. Why? Because I am one happy football fan right now. I am a very happy Bears fan. Granted, a lot of these shows, a lot of doom and gloom topics, a lot of bullshit from me. But after this past week, oh boy, not the game, got our asses kicked, but the acquisitions that Ryan Poles has made with the, with the trade deadline looming this past Tuesday, he, he basically put his nuts on the table and said, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're doing. And we'll, we'll get into that in just a moment, but before we do, as always, this show is sponsored by the Midwestern Barfly Gazette shop. That is right. That is our merch store. That is where we sell all the fun classic merch that we have to offer, like the I My Grandma's Bookie line, the Win Bets Pound Beers line, the What Did I Do line. We have hats, t-shirts, long sleeve, hoodies, slides, even though it's the fall and the cold weather's coming. We have all of that and more. If you click, wow, I can't talk today. There we go. If you click the link in the description of wherever you listen to this podcast, you can check out that entire store, fill up your cart, use code MWBFG at checkout for 25% off of your order. That's right. That's MWBFG at checkout for 25% off of your order. And now that's out of the way, let's get into today's topics. All right, ladies and gentlemen, to start off this show, we're going to talk about a very controversial trade that happened this past week in uh, in the Windy City and Chicago land and whatnot. That, my friends, is the trade of Roquan Smith from the Bears to the Ravens. Now, for those of you that don't know, Roquan Smith, all-pro linebacker, all not all-star, pro bowler, uh, arguably the best player on the Bears right now. He was traded to the Baltimore Ravens for a second, a fifth, and a, another linebacker. I think his name was Klein, like Klein or something. Like, basically just a fill-in. Unless I, he's really good, and I don't know, to fill in a linebacker because we need a linebacker. Um, and a lot of people didn't like that. A lot of people had mixed emotions on that trade. They thought, oh, some thought, oh, uh, they should have thrown the bag at Roquan, made him a bear for life. They had a lot of money, this, that, whatever. Uh, some people thought that they should have gotten a first or maybe even two firsts for Roquan in exchange for his services for one year. And I say that because I'll get into that in a second. Uh, to me, now obviously, before we get into that, uh, a few months ago, I did talk about this topic, and I did I did say that they should have thrown the bag at Roquan. They should have paid him whatever he wanted. Should have made him a bear for life. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, I changed my stance. I changed my mind on that. I was young back then. I was naive. I didn't understand. But now that I look at things and what Ryan Poles is trying to do with this team, I really like this trade. I liked the second and the fifth. Granted, being a fan, I wanted a first. But when you look at it, like, from the outside, you got to think about it. A second's not bad for Ro- for one year with Roquan. 
think about it. Think about it like this. Picture yourself as an NFL GM right now. Picture yourself as a GM. If you're trying to get arguably one of the top linebackers in the league right now, and he's going to de- not demand, he's going to require a larger contract come the end of the year when he, when uh, free agency hits because he is on his last year. Do you really think you're going to give up a first round pick for basically a rental? Now, granted, there's a there's compensatory, whatever the word is, picks involved that they could get back if he leaves, this, that, whatever. But just on the surface of picks for Roquan, that would be stupid to trade a first for him. That would be just the most moronic thing ever. If you traded a first for Roquan, who had one year left on his contract, who you're going to have to fight other teams for when the free agency hits, you deserve to be run out of town and you deserve to lose your job as a general manager. That would be stupid. That would be that would be stupid. That would be a, something that a that a uh, former Bears GM that I'm not going to name would have made. That would have been a dumb pick, a uh, dumb uh, trade rather. So I like the second, and I like the fifth thrown in there. But at the same time, this gives the Bears a lot of tr- a lot of draft capital. This gives the Bears a lot of ways and opportunities to go about how they're going to run the rest of their off season. Because when they made that trade, they had not... Well, we'll get to the other part of why this is incorrect in a second. When they made that trade, that brought them nine picks. That brought them nine picks. I can't remember the last time they had nine picks. And they're not even bad picks. They're, there's Isn't there like a first? There was a first, two seconds, and like high up there kind of, kind of shit. So I liked it. But also, it opens up your team a little more. It opens up free agency. It opens up... I just hit my mic. I'm, I'm an idiot. It opens up the possibilities of what you can do in the future. Because you don't have to throw a large chunk of what? They have $120 million under the cap. They have the most cap space of any team right now. You don't have to throw a large chunk of that at one player like the Bears of before used to do. Because to me, and obviously people that have been watching the Bears longer than I have, because I'm still relatively young, they could... They might have different feelings about this. But ever since 2006, when they went to the Super Bowl, they've never really, the Bears never really have went through a real rebuild. Like, we always make jokes, oh, we're in a rebuild, we're in a rebuild. Rebuilds don't take 12 fucking years, or however long the time span has been since 2006, or even beyond. Rebuilds don't take that long. You're either rebuilding or you're not. You're contending or not. Whatever. And when you look through these past years of their record, of their records, they're always putting up six to nine wins with granted an outlier being 12 in 2018. And like, what was the other one? 10 in 2010, something like that. There were two double digit years, but the rest of the time they're putting up six to nine wins. They only have one year under five wins since 2006. That's not a rebuild. That's a mediocre team staying mediocre. And all they did throughout those years is they they did like a semi-rebuild, if that makes sense. They brought in, they paid big money for guys that had name value, and they sold us this bullshit of, oh, our team is looking good. Oh, they're going to move us, this player A and player B will move us in the right direction. 
that's all that's ha- that's all that's happened. And that's what would have happened if we paid Roquan again. If we paid Roquan all that money, all that money would have gone to him, and then we wouldn't we would have put good players or mid players or subpar players around him, but we couldn't evenly distribute the wealth and the talent around. That is why, and I'll get to my point here because I know I'm kind of going all over the place. That's why we should start kind of trusting Ryan Poles. Like, we should because he wants to build, like, he even was quoted back in, I think it was January or something, that we're going to build through the draft. And that's what we should fucking be doing. We should be building through the draft. We shouldn't be doing what in years past we've been doing that has gotten us these mediocre draft picks. Like, the granted, we were eighth when we got Kevin White or something like that. We were high up there, but, well, Kevin White worked out so well. We should be getting like the 16th, we should, like not should, we should not be in the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th picks. A rebuild gets you the top 10 pick three years in a row, four years in a row. And that's what we should, we should not be, <laughs> if we really want to rebuild, bottom line, if we really, really want to rebuild, there should, these next three Three, four years, we should not see more than four wins. We shouldn't. Unless for some in some strange way this team progresses a lot quicker than I think. Than I'm expecting. Unless they like Justin Fields becomes a fucking all-star in year four. There's no reason for us to be a mediocre team anymore if we're going through rebuild. And I think Ryan Poles is gonna do that for us. And if you're a Bears fan and you're disagreeing with me, you're part of the fucking problem. You're the one that's sitting in that in those stands every year believing that this team's going to be good. You're the one that's looking at Roquan Smith-like trades and going, that was dumb, we should have kept him. So if you disagree with me, just g- stop following the team. Because you are part of the problem. And also, if you stop following, I know this is a fact. For the people that I'm referencing right now, if you stop following the team because of what Ryan Poles is doing, you're going to be back when the team starts winning. Because there are Fairweather fans all over the fucking place. So please, let Ryan Poles do what he's doing and let's see what he can pull out of this. Jesus Christ. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. You know how I was saying that uh, we should let Ryan Poles do his job? You know how I was saying that we should let him rebuild this team how he wants to? Because he's doing it in a way that we haven't seen in Chicago in quite some time. Well, he did just that on Tuesday at the at the deadline. How did he do that? He traded a second round pick, one of the two second round picks he has, by the way, for Chase Claypool. Of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wide receiver Chase Claypool of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why is the fact of putting the phrase or the words wide receiver in there important? It's because this is going to help Justin Fields so much. Justin Fields has been running for his life all year because he doesn't have any receivers to throw to. Granted, he is still young. He's trying to figure out the offense and whatnot. But the fact that he can finally have a second quality receiver to throw to next to Darnell Mooney just makes me the happiest person in the world and guess what it only costs us a second round a second round pick one of two second round picks that we have so we still have the other one 
But why am I so happy about this? Just look at his stats. Look at Claypool's stats from the last three years. Actually, let's take his rookie year, for example. His rookie year, his breakout year, Claypool had 62 catches, 873 yards, and nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns as a rookie. He was absolutely fantastic. Granted, his yardage was second to Deon, Deontay Johnson that year because he was a rookie. Because That's going to get more targets, whatever. But it was still fantastic. Now, granted, some people are going to say, oh, well, he fell off since then. Uh, well, what did he have to work with? Who did he have to th- throw to him? Old man Ben? Mitch Trubisky? We all know how Mitch Trubisky plays. Kenny Pickett, who's new to the league, trying to figure out how to run an offense? Like, there's a reason that he's been declining, so don't give me that shit. But anyway, this is fantastic because for multiple reasons. One, guy's 24 years old. And he still has one year left on his rookie deal. Not a big cap hit if you say if I say so myself. Plus, if we get him to extend, we have him for like the prime of his career. We can pair him up with Darnell Mooney, who can make one of probably one of the top duos in the league. Think about it. Mooney, 5'10, 5'11, kind of a smaller, speedier guy. He can run the, the quick routes and whatnot. Uh Claypool, larger guy. Very good with the contested catches and whatnot. It's one of those guys that Fields could throw up to and say, Hey, Clay, go catch this. Beat the under, undersized receiver and whatnot. Perfect duo. Perfect complementary pieces to their game. But also, this gives us the opportunity to give this team the spark that, they, it, that it needs. This team needed a spark. Why? Because our offense, all it is is relying on the run game. Granted, Good smash mouth football, good old school football, but that's going to not work out in the future. It's not. If we have to rely on Montgomery and Herbert and Fields, God bless, I don't want to run Fields that often, but we're going to have to. If we have to rely on all three of them to get our yardage every week, someone's getting hurt. Granted, they're big guys. They're not made of, like, paper mache and shit. We get hit enough times, something's about to, something's gonna go down, and we can't have that. So, thank you, Ryan Poles, for making this trade, for walking into the office and saying, "Hey, I'm the guy now. This is how we're gonna do shit," and putting this team in the right direction. Now, I use the phrase "right direction" because I used it in the last segment. And someone's gonna say, "Oh, this sounds very familiar." No, it's not. No, it's not because what the Bears of yesteryear would have done. They would have looked for somebody that's late 20s, early 30s, end of their run, end of their contract, this, that, whatever. They they wouldn't know how to make a quality trade for a guy that they need. They wouldn't know. Like, I I can't remember the last smart trade that this team has made that's as smart as this one. Now, granted, I didn't really get into the analytics that much of Chase Claypool, but just as a fan looking at this, this is probably one of the best trades I've seen in a long time. And I'm very happy for this trade. I'm very happy we gave up a second round. And I think that if we keep seeing deals like this in the future, this team, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. But I want to know what you guys think. Let me know in the comments. And let's get ready for the rest of the year. 
All right, so to wrap up this show, we got one more segment, and it is the Fantasy Football Doghouse. I I really do like this segment. If you guys are enjoying it, please let me know. If you think I should change it up, please let me know. But I do love... Ooh, excuse me. Ranting and raving about how my team is doing and whatnot. Because fantasy football, for me and my buddies and the people that love this sport, it's a big part of this this time of year. It's a big part of this time of year. So, getting into it. Last week, I got my shit rocked. I'm not even kidding. That was absolutely terrible. Now, for the record, I didn't do too bad. My team didn't do too bad. It was just one of those unfortunate situations where it was like, man, you got you walked into a bud a butt a buzzsaw and you could do nothing about it. Well, let me explain. So last week, I scored 146.18 points. That was pretty good. Lamar, like, as you know, Lamar's my quarterback, he had 21. DJ Moore of all people, 28 points. Granted, the idiot took his helmet off in the end zone after that one big bomb from P.J. Walker. Some say it would cost him the game, but that's neither here nor there. But 28 points out of the guy after just a year of just terribleness. DeAndre Hopkins, 33 points. I had to put Hayden Hurst in for Travis Kelsey. Got me eight points. Respectable. Not bad for like kind of a streaming option. Uh, Najee, 11 points. Dallas, 10 points. Dallas' defense, excuse me, 10 points. Above all, it was a good day. It was a good day. A lot of teams would would love a 146-point day. And also, to add in there, kind of sucked to see Jerry Judy get 18 points and Jamal Williams get 22 points. Kind of sucked. Would have loved to put them in. They wouldn't have done anything to get me a win, though. Why? Because the team I played had 213 points. I lost by, what's the math? 213 minus 146, a lot. I lost by a lot that game. And I had a good week. I mean, just look at what this other team had. Jalen Hurts, 28 points. Christian McCaffrey, 40 points. He had a, what do you have? A receiving, a passing, and a rushing touchdown. Absolute bullshit. Um, Tyreek Hill, 31 points. Antonio, not Antonio Brown. Uh, AJ Brown, 39 points. Dalton Schultz, 13. Tyler Lockett, 15 Greg Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, 17. Basically, I walked into just an absolute shit-kicking. And the fact that I had Jerry Judy and Jamal Williams, I could have plugged that in, them in, wouldn't have helped at all. So that's where I'm thankful for this week. I'm thankful I didn't have one of those weeks where you could look at your bench and go, oh, if I plugged him there and I plugged him there, uh, it would have been better. I would have won. There were no doubts or anything. It was just like, hey, I lost... Dunzo, move on to the next week, whatever. But uh, I still have to put somebody in the doghouse, though. Still have to put somebody in the doghouse. And to be honest, Josh Jacobs, the hell did you do, my guy? I mean, Josh Jacobs, the number six running back in fantasy, had 10 rushes for 43 yards and two receptions at four targets for 11, seven points. What? kind of a performance was that now granted he he wasn't gonna put up 30 again there's no way that he could put up 30 for a fourth week I was not expecting that so if you were to put up 20 25 I still would have lost but to put up seven even if you put up 30 I still would have lost right yeah 
If you want to put up 30, I still would have lost. Plus, Devontae Smith, you had seven, but that's not your fault, really, because A.J. Brown just had a day. But Josh Jacobs, you are in my doghouse. Basically, actually, no, side note, the whole freaking Raiders uh, offense, the whole Raiders team is in my doghouse. How do you go absolutely shut out against Andy Dalton and the and the New Orleans Saints? Now, granted, Saints, I like their secondary. I really do. So I'm not mad at the fact that they played good. But the fact you lost... Oh, shit, my phone's... My phone closed. I'm ruining it again. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. This is not good. This is not good. I screwed up. Shit. 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 NFL. Uh, Dead air. I can't have dead air. So I'm going to start talking like this because I'm a dumbass. Saying it's 24 to nothing. Like, <laughs> the Raiders just can't catch a freaking break this year, man. They actually have a good team. I know this is not fantasy related, but I don't care. They actually have a good team. And they cannot catch a break this year. What are they, 2-5? and 2-5. and five With guys like Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae Adams. Josh McDaniels. Right, you're, you're done. You're done. There's no way Josh McDaniels still has a job after this year. And I guess it's back to the drawing board for Las Vegas? I guess, I don't know. Anyway... Going back to fantasy football, Josh Jacobs, you're in my doghouse, along with the entire uh, Raiders offense. And moving on to next week, we have, if I can operate my phone correctly, we have a lot of people on a bye next week, moving to next week. We have Jerry Judy, the Cowboys defense, Brandon McManus. You're getting dropped after this week. I'm getting tired of you scoring three points as a kicker. Najee Harris and George Pickens on a bye. So... In exchange for that, I got, as of right now, Jamal Williams is in at one of my flexes. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to mess with that because Jamal kind of scares me with DeAndre Swift in there, even though he is a goal line stud and he keeps vulturing uh, touchdowns from DeAndre, but we'll, we'll look into it as the week progresses. Uh, Dolphins, defense, special teams. They're going against the Bears. With Bradley Chubb on that team. I don't know if uh, that corner, I can't think of the corner's name. I don't know if he's back. But projected six points, willing to work with that. Willing to run with that. And then I had to pick up, I'm going to say his name wrong, and I'm going to be very upset, and somebody's going to be mad. I apologize for butchering this name. Young Ho Koo? Young Ho Koo? The kicker from the Falcons. I got him, too. He's probably going to be, I'm going to be honest. I know not a lot of people talk about kickers for fantasy football. He's probably going to be my starter for the rest of the year. Just because Atlanta's playing good football, actually. And with, God, why did I close my phone again? I'm just so dumb. With Brandon McManus being on Denver and Denver being just the dumpster fire that it is, I I don't like how he his points work out because he's not going to get a lot of extra points because that team doesn't score enough. And when he kicks, I mean, granted, he gets the field goals, but you know what I'm saying? I don't know. We'll have to check that out next week. But overall, 143, 143 point, I was about to say dollar projection. I think we're going to do solid. I think we're going to do solid. I hope we're going to do solid because right now, 5-3, and three, not happy about it. Should be 6-2, and two, but what are you going to do? Anyway, let me know what you think. Hopefully that made sense. 
and we'll see you next week for another fantasy football doghouse. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of the Midwestern Barfly Podcast. I am so happy to have you all here. I hope you all were very happy with the football-filled episode that this is. Um, I know that a lot of times we have goofy news stories on here, but you know what? I wanted to stick with football. A lot of big things happened. It was trade deadline. I was on my, I'm on vacation right now, so I was on my freaking Twitter all day trying to keep updated with that stuff. But as always, thank you again. Make sure to check out our store. It is linked in what in the description of wherever you listen to this podcast. Make sure to check out our website, nwbarflaggazette.com, where you can see a bunch of different blogs, fun written stuff, fun TikToks, whatever we got on there. Hope you all have an amazing week, and we'll see you back here for episode 24. Take care. Love yous.